Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. Nobody cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm Katie. And I'm McKay. And this week, we are finally talking about the highly anticipated film starring Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, Nick Kroll, and many more. Gemma Chan. Yes. <laughs> We're very excited uh, to talk about this movie. We're talking about Don't Worry Darling, directed by Olivia Wilde today. Obviously, lots of discourse surrounding this film the past month and a half or so, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Lots of drama circulating the film. There's been pretty much minimal to no press about this film other than the drama surrounding it. Mikhail and I both went and saw it in theaters separately. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I wish we could have watched it together. We are going to be talking about our reactions to the film, what we thought about the film, and then also, I believe, probably chatting and addressing the drama. So yeah, all that to come in this episode. First, though, we must... Check Check in. How are you, bitch? I am doing okay. I'm very caught up in like the Hurricane Ian TikTok side of TikTok. That and the Try Guys. That's like my entire For You page right now. Oh, jeez. Is it getting bad? What, the Try Guys with Ned cheating? No, with the Hurricane. (laughs) Um, Just like a lot of people, like how they storm prep, going to the stores, getting their stuff, that kind of thing. Because weather storms like really terrify me. Like I hate, we get tornadoes in the Midwest and I'm horrified every time there's like even a tornado watch. Like I Mm -hmm. panic. So Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being in Florida right now with that because I don't know if it's better or worse that you have warning because then it's like you can prepare, but also I would have so much time to sit there and be so anxious. So yeah, the impending doom of it all. But besides that, um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just a little overwhelmed. I feel like just a state of overwhelm. What? I've just been in a state of being overwhelmed for like, mm. I don't know, the past couple of months and it's just not really going away, but right. I mean, that's okay. I'm busy and that's good. Loving House of the Dragon, bitch. Yeah, I'm, me too. Oh my God. It's incredible. This week did feel like a pilot episode, uh, like a second pilot for the season. Um, It wasn't my favorite episode so far, but I am excited to see where things go. We were cheated on something big, but I can't talk about it because Katie's not caught up. I know, so, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm I'm really getting there. Like all of my free time is devoted to that show now. Now that Karini okay. went, went back home. So, House of the Dragon. I look forward to it at the end of each day. It's just incredible. And I can't, we're definitely going to have to of uh episode covering the season when it's complete and i'm just so yeah excited. so that's consuming most of my like brain power outside of work and fun work so this is some tea but ever since i went off the birth control pill my periods have been super mild and like mm-hmm. very light and they last for like three days and so i'm like birth control is a fucking scam and it sucks that i had to uh be a practicing lesbian to come to that fucking realization like after no 
longer needing birth control and I'll never need it again. But like, anyways, I am having a really bad period right now. Like my first bad Mm. period since going off the pill. And it just kind of threw me for a fucking loop. Today is like day one and it's just really not fun. And I had a little bit of an upsetting moment at work and I can't really tell if it's because I am like PMSing or if it's because I was actually wronged. I think it's a little mixture of both, but you know, whatever. We're going to let it roll off my back. Um, I'm excited to be here today talking about this film. I had a glorious day at the Grove yesterday watching this movie, except I was anxious because they were taking forever with my snacks and it was like 1.40 and the movie was supposed to start at 1.30, but obviously like all the previews it ended up being fine i didn't miss anything but i was like where are my snacks (laughs) i'm trying to get there get my seat and get buckled in for this shit what an immaculate place but then walking out into the grove after watching this movie if you've seen this movie it's very obviously like they're in the los angeles hills it seems like i'm not 100 sure that's where they filmed it but it looks like la basically i was like everything's fake everything's a simulation not these fucking helicopters circling again bitch i can't can't. <laughs> Trash. Fucking garbage. What Shall we, we jump into the film? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Um, okay, standout star. Katie, who's your standout star? Obviously Florence. She carries. Yeah. There's one right answer to that question. Yes. What was your standout scene? Oh, okay. You don't want to you don't have anything to elaborate on with Florence. Um, well, do Florence. you do, do you have stuff to elaborate on? I feel like she. I just feel like she carried. I think she's one of the best actresses in the game right now. Um, what's your standout scene? I, I guess it's not really a scene, but like towards the end when she's covered in blood, like her shirt or her dress, mm-hmm. her white dress is covered in his blood, and she's running. And Bunny Olivia Wilde's character is like telling her to run, and all the mm-hmm. husbands are like freaking out, and then all the wives are kind of like f- starting to figure it out and catch on for themselves i just thought that mm-hmm. was a a good moment and um i think it was definitely like the most intense part of the film or one of the more intense moments so and i like yeah. that that bunny her allegiance was with her friend and not with her husband or like with victory as a as a whole yeah i liked olivia wilde in this me I too i thought she slayed i thought she slayed i don't think i really had a standout se- i mean there are so many like standout moments but i think like as a whole i don't think there's one scene that necessarily like ju- <laughs> i heard him i heard him <laughs> he's trying my patience when i already have Zero. <laughs> I have zero left at the end of this fucking day. I don't know. I don't have a standout scene. Whatever. They're all good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me, what stands out more is like the costuming. And it's just like a visually very stunning film. It is. And then I think the sound design was really great, oh, too. This is a film to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. Having that surround sound like that with mm-hmm. the music and the... It, it made me anxious sitting in oh, the theater yeah. at times with the sound effects and the music and everything and the yeah. pace of it. Like, oh, it, yeah. it's a good one to see in theaters. Also, I felt very safe in this movie theater. I often go to movies <laughs> and I'm always keeping one eye on the screen and one eye on the entrances and exits and patrons because I'm not trying to 
be killed at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, there was not a single man in that theater. Oh, it was all women. God it was bless. all women around my age. It was incredible. I'm like, I have never felt this safe in a movie theater before. I didn't Aww. have to look around for anyone because I knew all the hoes showed up for Harry and Florence. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you had a good non-anxious movie theater experience because I'm the same way. Every time somebody mm-hmm. ru- rustles in their seat, I'm like... Are you going to the bathroom or are you going to shoot everybody? Pull out a firearm. Yeah, (laughs) what are we doing here? What's the plan? I remember when I went to go see the third Purge movie with my brother. It was like a packed movie theater and the guy walked in with a backpack and I could Mm -hmm. not focus that whole movie because he sat up front too, like in the front Mm -hmm. rows. So I was like, this, I'm just, I was just waiting for him to stand up and turn around. That sucks that we have to think about that, but. It was really good. And the style, just the whole style of the film too. Like not only just the costuming the way it was shot it like i love the shots of cooking breakfast you know mm-hmm. like her cleaning like those kind of cut shots it was just i loved that and looking at this movie i'm like you can't we'll get into like all of this stuff but it's like you can't deny that this is like a visually stunning movie to yeah watch. it's very well done cinematically i'm anxious to watch this movie again for the performances and the visuals like mm-hmm. that's that's truly what stands out to me about this film it was very entertaining and enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. this was this is like a rewatch one you know you yeah go to the theaters you see some and you're like i don't know if i'll ever rewatch that this is one where it's like oh i will definitely be rewatching that right what was that one we watched uh what was that called with adam driver and uh the last Matt duel Damon? the last duel yeah that one it's like i'm glad i saw it once but i don't mm-hmm. think i'd ever rewatch it unless it was like on a plane or something but this i will i will probably purchase on dvd at some point <laughs> right off the bat i think the movie does a great job of establishing like the the lust that uh what are their names alice alice and, and jack jack that's his name alice and jack i was gonna say alice and harry and i'm like that's definitely not correct <laughs> alice and jack have for each other when they're at this party and mm-hmm. they're like very hands-on with their friends they're all drinking they're having fun like they're spilling drinks like no one really is, they're not like sloppy but they're just like carefree right and it just right off the bat creates the vibe that like these two are so into each other they have great friends they have just like a seemingly very idyllic life, which obviously unfolds throughout the movie. But right off the bat from that one and only party scene, mm-hmm. I feel like you get a total handle on how Jack and Alice's relationship is. I 1000% agree. It's so subtle too, like with their, it's just the way they're looking at each other and the way he's looking at her. And I think that's so important because I mean, they're, they're, they have that eye line, but you can clearly see he is in awe of her that really makes a whole lot of sense like moving forward through the film and kind of like moving into the plot twist and everything and then yeah that like carefree environment that they're all kind of existing in especially when they go into the car and they're just like swerving and all this crazy stuff it's just like a very beautiful idyllic life and you like want to buy into that from the beginning as well like you want to be like oh yeah I hope that it goes well for them like you want to see them living this charmed life for me I was like okay well what's what's the catch yeah what's the catch absolutely him being so in love with her and so in awe of her and also wanting what's best for her and kind of looking out for her best interests that carries throughout the film which like once again makes the ending like all that more tragic 
spoilers ahead, obviously, people, if you haven't seen this movie, we're going to be talking about everything that happens in it. From that moment where he's watching her dance at the party and just is, doesn't give a shit about literally anybody except her. And then moving forward when the doctor's like prescribing her pills and she said she doesn't want them and he's like, yeah, no, she doesn't need them. She said she doesn't want them, so she doesn't need them. Like him advocating for her. And I tr- I truly believed him up until the end of when he was like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to get out of here. Like he had me under his spell too. Um, and I know I'm kind of getting getting ahead of myself a little bit, but like good thing I didn't live in the Ted Bundy city limits because baby, I would have been, I would have been out. Well, because I was just about to say, Katie, we've talked before, or, like, you've said how, like, gullible you are, and it's, like, I did wonder that as I was in the theater, because I I was, like, this is sus, like, there's no way that he's actually going to leave, and then when he did that, I was, like, yep, yep, no, I don't trust him, and then I did, like, think about that, I'm, like, I wonder what Katie's gonna think about that. (laughs) I'm too trusting, I just, I want to believe the best in people. Well, I guess I just kind of want to talk about thrillers in general, because I feel like it's a genre of film that is very like near and dear to our hearts. Michaela and I as film people, we love a good thriller, right? I would also say that we're a little bit tough to please when it comes to thrillers. I think you have to have a couple of like compelling elements. We do enjoy getting our minds blown every once mm-hmm. in a while. Like when we're in the mood for it, we're ready for it. Like we're ready to mm-hmm. to get our shit rocked a little bit, but we don't want to feel completely lost the entire time time Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be I don't want to never have a little sliver of information like I I'm fine to start off not knowing anything but as the film progresses I want to be knowing more and more and getting closer and closer you can throw me off but like I want to feel like I'm getting somewhere you know and I don't want my time to be wasted like I don't want there to be weird imagery and then after the film is over I don't want to be looking back and being like what was that and then being like damn that really had no purpose Mm -hmm. that was just a fucking waste of time and then I said I want to be I want to be satisfied by the ending I think as far as thrillers go this is a good one is it my favorite thriller no, but I think overall, for the most part, it's satisfied a good amount of those elements. Mm-hmm. There's a few things, there's a few lingering things where I'm just like, that made no sense. That had no real place in this film. I think the more I reflect on this movie and think about it, I love the concept. Like, I am really, really enamored with the concept. I'm not thrilled with the way that it was executed I think I would have liked to see it done differently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's a bad film or it's bad directing or anything um would have done it differently or as an audience member I would have liked to see things done a different way and I think that's okay I don't know how do you feel about it so when I first got out of the movie I ranked it 8 out of 10 and I still feel like that would pretty much stay like over my enjoyment of it was high I had a good experience with it I thought the performances were great for the most part I loved the style like we said I love the sound there were certain things that like the imagery in it at one point I was like if I see these fucking dancers again like I'm done (laughs) like Mm -hmm. why I feel like there was a chunk in the middle where we saw them so frequently and like such a long strand of 
put together imagery like that that I was like, why do we keep getting this? Mm -hmm. And it was getting, like, repetitive and a bit annoying because I'm like, this isn't going anywhere right now. Mm -hmm. But I would say, like, I I didn't necessarily see the twist coming. I mean, like, I thought I'm like, they're in some sort of, like, I don't know if I thought a simulation or if that's, like, me thinking this after the fact. Like, I can't remember what I was thinking in the moment. But I guess I wasn't, like, mind blown about the simulation. I think I was kind of mind blown about, like, the circumstances around it that he had, like, trapped her in there. So I really, really loved that aspect because I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, I want to be surprised. I want to be thrilled. And like in Gone Girl, when we found out that um, What's-Her-Face was alive and like that she had orchestrated it all I was like mm, and that's yeah. how I kind of felt with Harry's or with Jack's reveal right so yeah I would say overall like I'm satisfied with it I don't understand the like horrible reviews I have not read any of them but I have seen like people making TikToks about like how low of a Rotten Tomato score it had how like much critics were bashing it so I just know that that was happening I haven't like read any of those so like who knows that might change my opinion I don't want to read those before we did this podcast because we right. both Let's try right, to always right. keep our thoughts like our thoughts and not yeah. get influenced by like outside means mm-hmm. before we give our opinion and again i was not going into this movie trying to like dissect each and everything no. i just wanted to enjoy it i wanted to have a fun time so yeah there are certain things that i want to get into that i feel like we're not flushed out that could have been so much better but overall like it was i really really enjoyed it so eight out of ten for me i think i would give it a similar rating like eight eight point five out of ten because i I was entertained throughout the entire thing and I think that's largely to do with how aesthetically pleasing this film is like I keep saying mm-hmm. and then the performances and I do feel like I will be entertained on a rewatch because I'll mm-hmm. I'll be trying to pick up things that I wasn't able to pick up the first time so yeah the really the only thing I didn't read any um reviews the only thing I did research on was the drama and all the stuff that people have been talking about about this film because I know it's like circulating a lot on TikTok and whenever I like was seeing stuff about it I kind of just skipped because again I wanted to like be going into viewing this movie with like as blank of a slate as possible Um, but then after seeing the film I debriefed myself on you know the Harry and Chris Pine spitting scandal and the Florence and Olivia situation and just I wanted to know everything after seeing the film. All of that, it doesn't change my view of the film by any means. I think the the negative reviews, critics are, you got to take what they say with a grain of salt because they're, mm-hmm. they're being paid for what they're doing and they can be a little bit pretentious. And I think they're riding, you know, this trend that there is right now to hate on this movie and Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. So whether that is deserved and justified or not, I'm not going to say it is or not, but like... It's why we like having a podcast because we kind of ride that line of like, because you see on Rotten Tomatoes sometimes like critic scores are so low, but the yeah. audience score is so high. And I feel like we kind of like hit a good middle ground of that because we are looking at films critically, but we're also just trying to like enjoy them and have fun and not pick every little detail apart. Yeah. So I feel like we're kind of like the middle ground. Absolutely. Like we are, we only cover films that and shows that we, for the most part, are fans of, you know, like we want want to talk about things that we care about so mm-hmm. and we're I think- passionate about radio rebel and the kissing booth <laughs> <laughs> that's what i meant by for the most part that's where we differentiate between or from critics is because we are fans first yeah i think it's always interesting when audience and critics 
opinions of films are like very offset. And yeah, that's just, I guess, what this film is doing. Nobody wants to praise a film that has like one of the most famous people, one of the most famous like pop stars in it who doesn't need to be an actor, but Mm -hmm. is choosing to go that route. Uh, It's super easy pickings for film critics to hate on this film just for Harry's involvement alone. Mm -hmm. Which they did the same shit with Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. in A Star is Born and then with House of Gucci, Mm -hmm. which that I'm like, y'all were stretching with Lady Gaga. If you want to hate on Harry's acting in this, we'll discuss. But like... (laughs) I feel like they just, they, they're kind of like a closed circle and they don't want anyone imposing on that circle who has star power outside of it. So you said you did kind of start to see where it was going at one point. I liked what you said earlier about the real twist is the circumstances of it. Can you like elaborate on that a little bit? And again, I don't know if I'm thinking like that I thought I was smarter than I actually am when I'm thinking about the twist. <laughs> I think because it is so idyllic and the stuff with the like mountain and surrounding it and it being in this like isolated location and them being able to like charge whatever and like seeing planes but aren't actually there I was like that's where I kind of started to get the hint I'm like do we think this is like some sort of like simulation right but again I don't know if I this sounds dumb but I don't know if I was thinking in my head that like her body is somewhere else I feel like I was thinking that like they were like actually in there as themselves in their own bodies so that's what kind of like was the twist for me but the plane was kind of the first giveaway maybe something was up with the world that they were in and not being like an actual world if that makes sense but again then I'm sitting there thinking I'm like they're in an actual location when they weren't like they didn't turn out to be so I don't really know quite what I was thinking but the so I guess that didn't like super surprise me to find out that it was the sim it was that he had trapped them in there and then that other husbands had done the same thing with these women and Mm -hmm. the thing that like at first I was like it doesn't make sense when they at the dinner table when they have Chris Pine over and she starts challenging him about like how the stories of how everyone met and how they all met in the same places and stuff then I was starting to think like were these women like drugged and trafficked like that's where my mind went to it but then now and the after fact I'm like oh that must just be like the story that they're all supposed to give these women but then I'm still like so did these other men have these girlfriends or wives in the real world and do what they what like jack did or did they find women and like kidnap them for this like that's what i'm kind of what that's one point of confusion for me do you have any like idea about that no i don't and that's something that i feel like is missing from this you tell the story that you want to tell right like they chose to go the route that they did they chose to give us the information that they ended up giving to us by the end of the film but we're left with a lot of questions like and maybe on a rewatch we'll get more from like Chris Pines um or Frank's like radio broadcasts that he's doing and then the stuff that Jack is listening to like maybe there's some more stuff in there there maybe there's some subtle imagery that will kind of give more information on a rewatch that we just weren't able to pick up this first time around but mm-hmm. I have the same questions that you do about what the other family's circumstances are we get a little bit of insight into Bunny's situation how she chose to be in this simulation because she's able to have kids in the simulation but again that's kind of where the information stops is it because she was 
wasn't able to have children in the real world? Was it because her children died in the real world? Like, what's that situation? I want to know what Frank, Chris Pine's character, looks like in the real world. I want to know what what all of these people's situation is. And you can kind of come up with your own, you know, conclusions and, like, kind of figure out, like... What ty- you can assume what type of men these guys are. Obviously, if you have to like fucking kidnap and trap a woman into this simulation, to I don't know, mm-hmm. just the mentality that they all have. Like this is our world, and we're living the lives that we deserve. I mean, we all know what those types of men are like. But I would have maybe liked to see that. I would have liked yeah. to see all of them. Maybe agreed. And then how did they get in the simulation? Or I guess well, we kind of see that with the new couple that's being introduced but it's like then when they're plopped into the simulation do they already have stuff in their brain of like oh like a made up backs I mean I guess they did because they all had that story about how they met so I guess I just solved that one for myself but Bunny I want to talk about her thing with her kids because I from the way that I understood it in the movie I thought that her kids had maybe died in the outside world and then in Mm -hmm. here she was like well in here I have kids I have my kids again I thought that maybe that was lying I could have been wrong and maybe she couldn't have kids whatever the thing that like with bunny's character that is one thing that i think should have been done differently she was such a blase mom like she did not give a fuck about her kids right. whatsoever and if that is her reason for being in here she should have been obsessed about them she should yeah. have been hyper protective about them I, even in yeah. this idyllic world where she doesn't need to be she should have been baking cookies mm-hmm. and playing with her kids and like doing all that stuff rather than constantly being annoyed with them constantly yell not like like yelling at them but just like you know scolding them yeah constantly she's drinking she's smoking like yeah. she's when they come home from school they're running up to florence and not her so i her. agree that's a really good point i didn't think about that but that's a really good point so that was one of my things with bunny's character that i'm like that would have been a better for her character at the end because then you would have been like because right now then looking back on her character when she's like well i stay here because of my kids looking back on it i'm like why like yeah, why right. would you yeah. even stay here that doesn't seem like a good enough reason where if we found out that she was like if her and florence could have had an emotional moment of her revealing like you know like i don't like my kids died or i can't have kids and i can have kids in here and i can live out that life and like really hit an emotional punch with that but it just like fell kind of flat because it's Mm. like okay well you don't even seem to like your kids (laughs) so I don't get it it wasn't as powerful as it could have been like because then I would have gotten behind Bunny and been like oh well then I could totally see why she would want to stay and so then is she the only woman that knows and so the rest of them are kind of like in this cult with Frank I mean that that part kind of makes sense to me right because there are these like pocket groups of men in society today that like all band together over their their hatred for women and their like want to domesticate and like possess women in a way and there's this like obsession with the time period that the simulation seems to be emulating like the 50s and 60s when women were subservient and really just we didn't just exist to serve men but that's what society like made it be like and you're just there to make a beautiful home and to be ready for whatever the husband wants when you when they return home from work and you're right there at the door to hand him a drink and dinner's already made and ready and you give him whatever he wants like there is a huge obsession with that 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the simulation is tapping into. Just talking about like this lifestyle and like the lifestyle that these women are living in this movie. Right. There's a part of me that when I'm watching it, I'm like, that does not look half bad. There, she's going to dance class. She's going shopping. She can spend whatever she wants and charge it. They have that conversation about that. They go to the pool. They have mm-hmm. Beveraginos. Okay, wait, that just made me think, what about those kids? Who the fuck were those kids serving the drinks that they were like creeped out by? Yeah, was that what was that about? Were that was that Frank's kids? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whose kids those were. Weird. They're all in love. They're all like disgustingly in love. Harry or Jack is coming home every day. They're having a wild, fun time together. Yeah. And part of me is looking at this and I'm like, you just you get to stay home all day. You get to do whatever you want all day. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, that's kind of great. That would not be great in the long run. That would be fun for like a week, and then I'd be like, get your ass up and cook your own dinner. Looking at it, I'm kind of like, that looks fun. And Katie, like, is there any part of that that at the beginning you kind of like fell into that kind of, not like trap that these women were in? Because obviously I don't think they were, any of them besides Bunny was there by choice. Right. But like, did you also kind of like buy into that kind of lifestyle these lives were, these wives were living? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that's what the film wants you to feel because we don't know what's going on in the homes of the other couples really like our our view of that is very limited all we really see is this life that Alice is living and then the relationship that her and Jack have and it's very desirable it's a very to be honest like I'm not gonna complain that much if I am sitting poolside for two hours then going to the store and buying whatever the fuck I want they have models coming out that like show me what the dress looks like and I can just say yep I want that add it to the bill and then take the trolley home make a roast and then be ready at the door with a fucking whiskey for my husband who then proceeds to eat me out for the rest of the night like I'm fine with that he buys me a fucking cute ass dress for a dinner party that we get to go to later where we're like doing drugs and drinking with all of our friends and you're gonna put on a little dance great I you know it sounds fun and I think that's how same I think that's how this movie wants you to feel this movie even made you feel that and you're a lesbian yeah yeah absolutely it's very strange it's a weird feeling I think as like a lesbian obviously but then also like a feminist and just Mm -hmm. I think that is where this film really succeeded Mm -hmm. was making that look desirable but then there's just something a little bit off that's probably how well I don't know for sure but I think if you're a woman existing in the time period that this simulation is emulating again of like the 50s and 60s like you don't have to worry about money because you're not allowed to have your own bank account you Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about going to work because you won't get hired anyway if you apply for a job it's like yeah you don't have to worry because you don't have the right to like to worry about anything to have any agency over your life so that's what's a little bit off about it it's like you are sacrificing agency over your own life and choice Mm -hmm. like they're yes they're living this idyllic life but the choice has been completely taken away for them they did not choose Mm -hmm. this life with the exception of bunny and that's where it's like that's wrong and that's Mm -hmm. i think where as an audience member you kind of look inward and that moment 
women deserve the right to choose. And just because there are perks of being a housewife and not having to work, being forced into that role in any capacity, whether it's because the law literally doesn't allow you to have a job or a bank account or live by yourself without a man, Mm -hmm. or being forced into it in a more modern context because you, you are not allowed to get an abortion. So then you have to become a mother and you have to be forced into a role. So I think that's what this film is kind of making commentary on. And again, I love the concept. think it could have been executed a little bit better, but that's just what I've been reflecting on since watching it yesterday. Like, I agree with you. This life does not seem half bad, Mm -hmm. but she didn't choose it. She had a life that she was living before and her partner said, you're not happy, so I'm going to kidnap you and put you in this Mm -hmm. simulation where you're my idea of what you, happiness is is going to be forced upon you. You know what the whole scene was reminded me of when Florence was like, you took my life, you know, like whatever. It very much reminded me of in Passengers when Jennifer yes. Lawrence's character finds out that he woke her up from, wow. the, simula- or from the suspended sleep. Yep. Gave me same energy. Yeah. Except at least Chris Pratt's character in that was like remorseful about it where Jack was like, okay, so um, you're not going anywhere (laughs) yeah and he was like i did this for you i go and work and so it's like what are you doing for work then because they are leaving the simulation yeah so i think they're going back into the real world to make money so that way they can still keep like the apartment up and running and stuff that they're like suspended in paying all those bills in the real world in order to live in this fake world where there are no bills no money no nothing like that that is where i i'm out because you're doing all of this to have your evenings with the woman of your choice you're the miserable one bitch (laughs) (laughs) like why are you doing all of that i i I don't know it just really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me i'm very confused by that so they're leaving the simulation and then they're he's like wetting her lips and her eyes so that her fucking body doesn't dry out and he's like feeding her through a fucking tube you know what maybe would have made it make like a little more sense is if it was almost like they had a facility that everyone was housed in like all of the simulations like can you imagine if you if it would have been a shot like i did like the shot of florence in or sorry i need to start calling them alice in that apartment and jack doing that like wetting her lips and feeding her whatever can you imagine though if it would have been all of these men in a warehouse together doing this to their wives that are under the simulation and maybe like that Chris Pine funded this facility that everyone is in and then like the men come back and they work in like that building and maybe it's like a money laundering type thing you know yeah and that's like their job is like they're all still together they're all still like going to work together it's not like how it seemed to be where like they all come back into the world alone you know do their own separate real world live thing and then go back into the sim so what they're driving to is that the exit portal and that's what she went to and like kind of looked in on so when you touch that then you exit well she touched what they drive to every day okay interesting yeah i think it would have been cool to to have it be that where it's like a facility i thought when it was first revealed i thought she was dead i thought he killed her Mm. And then, like, uploaded her to this kind of 
simulation, maybe that could have been. I'm not saying that that would have been a better route to go. But and then like if they die in the simulation, they die in the real world. But it's just the men. Like, where does that rule come in? How does that work? Mm -hmm. Like, there's just a few holes that I personally would not want to have exist in my film. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all I'm going to say. Because I don't want to be pretentious and I don't want to be like, well, as a filmmaker, because I'm an aspiring filmmaker, I'm not a filmmaker. I want to see what these men look like on the outside. I want to see what all of them look like on the outside. I want to know what you're saying. Are they there? So what? Jack is going to work at fucking McDonald's? Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. And what uh, what is the point paying for this shabby little apartment? Just to live in this house, like, at nighttime? Like, I'm just picturing if we would have seen Jack and, you know, like, how he lost his job and, like, became this, like, kind of recluse loser. Like, not saying that people who lose their jobs are losers, but, like, that he didn't do anything. He just, like, holed up in his apartment, got bitter towards his girlfriend, and found, you know, this purpose with this online group. And I would have loved to have seen the other men and, like, seen the new guy. Like, is he low level at some firm like did he graduate law school and thought he would be a big shot and like everyone hates him and overlooks him and he sucks at his job and like why did he join and like you just see all of these men like sucking in the real world right and that's why they do it i think that would have been cool to see multiple husbands on the outside my other question is what did Jack do to be promoted to being on the board of advisors, the senior board of advisors? Like, what was that? What happened there? I think just a tiny moment of seeing them all in like a chat room together Mm -hmm. or something, or they're all meeting in person for the first time somewhere, like a Mm -hmm. flashback to that would have done so much because, you know, the new guy freaking out and like breaking down when Alice is running off and Nick Kroll's character, like going after her with his full force, trying to stop her. Mm -hmm. Like that does some of the work. Like, okay, so it's all the men who know what's going on, obviously, and they want to keep things the way that they are and then the fact that bunny is like defending the men and being like well we don't need to know what they're doing out there and it's dangerous and they're doing really important work like any time that the conversation starts to move to like what are we all doing here and like what are they doing out there bunny is the one to be like no it doesn't matter we don't think about that like those things all do a lot but i just wish we had a little bit more because i'm curious you know like i'm intrigued i want to know more Yep. And I think I would feel a little bit more satisfied if we knew these things. Because they're clearly, vic- the Victory Project is clearly expanding, right? Like they're adding a new row of houses behind Peg. <laughs> Um, that was funny when she said that they'd be closer to town it was that was hilarious (laughs) i liked pet i i like moments like that where it's like status is clearly an important thing to these people especially peg she's like well we weren't invited to that party like what does that mean you know so it's like are these men is the work that they're doing for the advancement of this like movement to make women subordinate and have men live the lives that they deserve give their chosen women the lives that they think that they deserve like is mm-hmm. is that the work that they're doing to mine progressive materials is that code for we're expanding this movement like is there this are they driving out of the simulation and then going into the real world and preaching this 
ideology and getting more men to pay the subscription for victory and then those men get indoctrinated in and then go out and do the same like is that they're like convincing people to come into the simulation and maybe they're convincing some women to come into it and like you know like that would be very interesting to see because mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole lingering question that's the question we have from the very beginning what are they doing what what yeah. what are they doing out there and we never really get that answer it's just they're leaving mm-hmm. the simulation and we don't get that how would would you be able to survive not knowing what your partner's doing but you are living like how do you think you would fare in this situation not well bitch let me tell you why <laughs> well actually i don't know i think i'm too anxious yep. that i would come up with horrible possibilities in my mind of what he was doing when he left that I would never be able to get over that. That's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, my mind is going to the worst possible place. Like if I see Harry Styles killing a child, I don't know if I'll ever be able to recover from that. Or if they're like murdering dogs or something like my brain was truly going to the worst case scenario because it has to be really bad right if you're coming home and immediately like wanting to eat my pussy before dinner like you just throw the whole dinner on the ground because that's how eager you are if you Mm -hmm. are at that place emotionally but you're not willing to tell me what you're doing at your place of work Mm. my brain is immediately going to like you're murdering newborn puppies i'm just like if you can't if you can get there with me physically why are you not able to tell me what you do for work see my mind went to like organized crime (laughs) okay what what do you mean organized crime like the mafia yeah yeah so you thought you kind of thought like that's what they were doing just like beating bitches well no no i don't know what i thought they were doing i definitely was not that they were killing puppies but i i don't i don't think i was like the rest of the wives who were just like i think i wasn't like trying to actively guess what they were doing you know i was curious but i wasn't like sitting there in the theater like oh i wonder what they're doing out there like i was like let them figure that out i'm gonna sit here and enjoy it i was awaiting this big reveal of like what are they doing um and this whole concept of like mining kept coming up so i was like they're harvesting these like radioactive materials that are like poisonous and making these women feel like they're crazy when they're not i definitely thought the drinks were spiked like i was right. thinking that like stuff was spiked and then yeah we're not spiked they're they are always drinking always partying um i think an important element of this film that was incorporated in was the like gaslighting and the um like making women out to feel like they're delusional they're having hallucinations they're crazy you're tired you were overserved. like all this stuff women have to deal mm-hmm. with a lot of like oh no come on don't be hysterical like all this stuff I'm glad that that was incorporated into it because I think that's something that women have had to deal with again for a really long time and men have to deal with it too but speaking of all the hallucinations can we get into Margaret yeah because I'm confused about Margaret as a whole like again I feel like we're kind of picking a lot of things apart right now and again it doesn't take away our overall enjoyment like our questions that we still have but we still have questions and Margaret is a huge question mark for me because she just kind of disappeared no clue what happened to her Mm -hmm. but also 
the things that Alice was seeing in this, it's like, well, why was Margaret like bashing her head on the ballet wall and no one saw that? Like, is it a glitch in the simulation? Like, I, I'm confused of what the purpose of Margaret was, and except for to arouse suspicion for Alice. Yeah. But yet, it's not like Margaret, like, then how did she see those things? Like, what was, that's what I'm wondering. <sighs> yeah. I think she definitely did see Margaret, like, slitting her throat and trying to, like, because mm-hmm. she was trying to, like, exit the simulation. Mm-hmm. Was that Margaret dying in, like, did Margaret actually die in real life? And is that, what, like, yeah, obviously, like, the husband got kicked out of the the program. Like, that all makes sense. Yeah, I just don't know. It's very ambiguous, which I think some things can be ambiguous, but some things do need to be tied up because Margaret's involvement yeah. is such a crucial part of the film. We see Alice in in Florence's performance. It's evident to me, at least, that she's like, oh no, now I'm starting to go crazy, just like Margaret did. Like, she is questioning herself, and I think that's what Margaret character, Margaret's character kind of does is she has Alice's character not sure of herself and kind of like there's that uncertainty of something's amiss but like I saw what happened to her and so I don't want to be questioning things and being pegged as crazy and I think a lot of times in thrillers there's like that first person who was deemed as crazy and so it deters the main character from fully committing to trying to find out the truth until they can't ignore it anymore I think that's like a common trope and um, something that's utilized in thrillers but yes So we find out that all the kids are like CPU, like the kids aren't real. So that kind of explains why those kids who were serving drinks are fucking weird. They took away Margaret's kid because they went out into the desert. Was he a CPU or was he a real kid that they like away from her what's this red plane situation like what was she seeing there even just to like tie up margaret's character a little bit like it would have been great if when we're seeing uh jack back in the real world you know when he's on his little computer Mm -hmm. and taking care of alice if we see like he's got on one of his monitors like a news site pulled up and it's like local woman found dead and it's like margaret's picture Mm -hmm. you know like unknown cause because then we would like have that confirmation or even then i'm thinking like in the real world is no one is no one looking for these women yeah what's what's that situation is it being passed off as like well they chose to be in it that's why i feel like it would make more sense if they died and then got uploaded into it yeah at the end of the movie that was the first thing that kind of popped into my head i was like so what happened with margaret and, mm-hmm. like, I like things being left open to interpretation, but for her specifically, I don't like this instance of it being left up to interpretation because I think it it almost feels like laziness a little bit to mm-hmm. just be like, well, we're not going to, like, who cares about that? We have other things to deal with. And it was yeah. kind of like, eh, what are we going to do about Margaret? Okay, we'll just, like, kind of leave it be and leave mm-hmm. that up to people's imagination. I don't know. It could have, it could have like, tied things together better, I think, if we would have known what happened with her. Going back to what you were talking about with the dancing women and, like, you know, the imagery of the eye and the pupil, like, expanding and retracting mm-hmm. and, like, the women's legs expanding and retracting. Like, I liked that imagery, but I agree with you. It was overdone. And it really 
really had nothing to do with the overall like plot it was just they're all waiting around for their husbands to get home so like what are they gonna do they're gonna like learn how to do ballet because pretty girls do ballet like i don't i i there's really no other purpose for that other than like the cool imagery which again it's cool Mm -hmm. it's dope but we need it once or twice or three times but we got it like eight or nine. We got it so many times. So get so rid of times. some of those times and show us the flashback. Show us just little glimpses of stuff that we want to see. Like, even the moment when we're getting Jack's character being like, you know, how am I going to take care of you and all this stuff. That was such a subtle moment where they're just like laying in bed together having pillow talk. Mm-hmm. And we really only see the top of his hair and that he has scruff and he's talking in an American accent. And that's all the information we need. He lost his job. He is not British. <laughs> and he, you know, that probably led him to like pursuing this work at Victory. Why I think we needed a couple more moments like that where we got just enough information to help us like move forward. Also, so in the moment when they're all when she's running away and she has Jack's blood on her her dress I kind of felt like all of the women have kind of felt the same way that she has not necessarily to the full extent where she's like hunting for the truth but clearly Peg has some questions clearly the other girl that's like the new the new guy's mm-hmm. wife she's like a little uncertain about things when they're all kind of like walking towards Alice and being like wait yeah something is fucked up here it would have been again cool to have another moment where it's like they're all united in that moment like they're all kind of like, yeah, you you have been making me feel crazy. Like, fuck mm-hmm. you. And then they all go. That would have been cool. Or they all help her, at least. Well, and why were, like, lampposts exploding? Right. I think, yeah. Was it, like, her subconscious, like, sabotaging the, the simulation? Mm-hmm. Or, like, and it seemed like her subconscious was trying to get her to be, like, this isn't real. Remember, like, when she wrapped her head in saran wrap, it was kind of, like, like I yeah. wondered if that was her subconscious being like wake up bitch like Chrissy yeah. wake up or like even the things about like being smushed yep. to the glass that are all like cool elements but then it's like I want I just I want to know why at the end mm-hmm. but Chris Pine being this cult leader love absolutely yeah. love he's everything that you think about in that kind of like cult leader mentality like he's a little like touchy-feely he's a little or touchy-feely in the moment like when he's getting up and he's like in people's faces and he's like connecting with them like seeing them deep in their souls he's like an enigma you know he's kind of like kept far away he's kept on a pedestal when you're around him it's like oh you're him like in his presence i love that i thought he fit mm-hmm. the role amazingly he and i loved it. him yes and i loved him and alice dueling at the dinner table that night yeah because i feel like those are the two highest caliber actors in this film and i thought it was a great choice to have florence alice be like thank you and just take that other seat at the other head of the table i agree that was a great moment Mm -hmm. for sure let's get into harry Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i think it's hard when you're going up against actors that have just had way more experience they're higher caliber actors and i feel like the scene that overall i i guess first of all overall katie how did you like harry i was really blown away by his performance i wow yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm the best judge of acting i think it doesn't take a whole lot for me to be impressed by your acting um i don't think i have the best eye or judge of like good acting but i love harry styles i'm a huge fan and 
when I was watching this movie, I he achieved, in my opinion, removing himself from that. I didn't Agreed. see Harry Styles. I saw this character, Jack Chambers. To me, I'm like, that's an incredible feat. Because again, I love Harry. I love him so much. And for him to be to have achieved that with this film for me at least Mm -hmm. he he really surpassed my expectations I thought he did a great job yeah I agree I think overall I think he did a good job like you said removing himself love that also I fucking love Harry as well I mean I literally have a picture of him right there on my bedroom wall like I love him (laughs) so again this is like no slight to him whatsoever I just think it was like a, a hard challenge to go up against some of these other actors where there were certain things scenes and moments where I felt like he wasn't rising to the occasion. There were other mm-hmm. scenes where, like, him and uh, when him and Alice were fighting, like Florence Pugh's yeah. character, incredible. I thought they were so good fighting. The clip that people had where they were, like, making fun of his accent going in and out, I'm like, I didn't hear that at all in the film. I thought he was incredible in those fight sequences. I thought he was great at the end. I thought he was great being creepy Harry or creepy mm-hmm. Jack, whatever. A lot of really great moments, especially when uh, he got Alice in the car mm-hmm. and then when he got called all the people in and took her away and he's like having this meltdown and you can tell like how much that he's like I think it's the loss of Alice in that moment but it's also the loss of this life that he painted and now when you and now looking back on it when you know the whole truth you get why that was such a meltdown moment for him yeah the scene where I was like he's not delivering what I want him to deliver and this is where I'm like someone else could have done this moment better I think who's like an uh, like a seasoned actor was the moment when he's promoted at that party with yeah. Chris Pine and he calls him up on stage. I got nothing from him yeah. in that moment whatsoever. His face yeah. was like blank. I got no sense of like excitement. I got no sense of trepidation or like achievement. Like I didn't know what he was. I didn't know what I was supposed to be feeling yeah. about this promotion because I didn't know what he was feeling about this promotion. And now knowing that he's like this loser in real life who hates his life and like drug his girlfriend into this simulation so that way he could be like a hot shot. In that moment he should have been preening on stage and being like I am the big man here now look at me I'm getting this recognition you should have seen that of him being like finally someone's recognizing me for all Mm -hmm. that I'm doing and he should have had a moment like that and it was flat it was so fucking flat that's such a good point I remember in that scene looking at him and being like how does he feel about the situation? Because he he seemed almost like sick to his stomach. Like he didn't want the promotion or he was worried about moving up in the ranks at this victory project. And it's like, that could have very well made sense somehow. Like he is kind of worried about moving up in victory. Like if that's the case, expand on that. But really all we got was Chris Pine being this like overly cultish person. And then Florence just having this breakdown in the bathroom Mm -hmm. that was like not enough for me to know like how I'm supposed to feel about this situation other than uneasy and Mm -hmm. that's just not enough at that point in the film we're two-thirds of the way and we should kind of be emotionally stable Mm -hmm. in something aside from that I don't really have a whole lot of complaints about his performance I think the role was understated enough that it was I think if he would have been on screen as much as Florence was, it probably would have been a little bit more rocky, but I think the role was understated enough and um, simple enough. Like, I know it's not a simple character, but, like, the character was somewhat static and not necessarily super dynamic, like, changing throughout the film. 
It was a good role for Harry. There were a lot of moments where it was just him and Florence. And I think Florence really, it's a testament to her at the end of the day that those fighting sequences or those moments where it was just the two of them, like their chemistry is off the charts. Incredible. It's amazing. So much better than what Shia LaBeouf would have brought. I know. Yeah, I cannot, (laughs) I cannot, I cannot, I cannot picture him in this role and I think what we were talking about before with the like evoking that feeling of well why are you complaining why are you seeking something wrong with this situation I don't think that could have been achieved with Shia LaBeouf in the way that it was achieved with Harry playing this role and maybe I'm biased because I love Harry and I'm straight for Harry but and I want to go back to the party scene. So obviously the whole announce or the whole promotion part with Chris Pine and him, like that was kind of a flop. But when he was making him dance on stage and like him being the puppeteer, that's mm. only made so much better at the end of the movie than when you realize that this is a simulation that like this dude created and that these people all really are his puppets. That even yeah. though yes, these men are in the simulation and they and they're aware of it and they signed up for it, whatever, he still is ultimately the man control you see how much control he has over the men in there when they're all trying to like when they're all so excited to have him over for dinner parties and he shows up not wearing a tie and nick kroll's character is like oh stupid tie and like take and like rips it off as fast as he can because Mm -hmm. he wants to be just like him seeing that moment i know there have been like memes about harry styles dancing up on stage during that scene but i actually really liked that i thought that was great and like Mm -hmm. just showing the power that Chris Pine's character has over this entire group of people. Right. That's a really good point. I think it's it's really cool concepts like with all of these characters with Chris Pine's character that's such a dope concept like what you were just talking about and I wish we just had a little bit more where we could have seen the origin of that like admiration that all of these men have for him. Um, in yep. like a dusty basement where they're all like ugly hairy version you know of themselves. Mm-hmm. I just have one more note and going along the lines of Chris Pine, something. So obviously at the end, we have Gemma Chan, his wife, turning and killing him. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I feel like Gemma Chan was severely underutilized in this movie. I thought she could have had a way bigger role. And this is one of the things that I feel like they skipped out on the potential of her is it felt out of nowhere at the end to have yeah. her kill him. Like what? there was no hint towards that whatsoever. And if you want to do a for shock value like fine but I feel like there's enough shock value at the end that you don't have to throw that in there just for the sake of it it would have been amazing if you see Chris Pine at these parties giving these big speeches and seeing her watching off to the side and kind of like watching him and being like "Mm, I don't really know if I agree with that and maybe like some of the wives are questioning things and she steps in and she kind of like assures them or being like you know what I know it's not like always fair like I know you're worried about her you know trying to like insert her agenda a little little bit because like what is her agenda what so she's like you've had enough time here and you've like run this shit into the ground like I'm gonna take over but like why why does she want this power besides just her wanting to like again for the shock value Mm -hmm. I just feel like that could have had so much more potential and they didn't give it the time that it deserves to have that moment really be like a oh like I wanted Mm -hmm. to root for her in that moment but I was kind of like what's the point okay damn that's fucking crazy but Alice is on the run like what's gonna happen to her that that all kind of happened in the 
last like five minutes of the movie. So I agree. That's a really good point. For me with that couple and that relationship, I got kind of Handmaid's Tale vibes with Serena's character in The Handmaid's Tale. She's like master's wife or whatever. They shared the ideology and we get in The Handmaid's Tale. Granted, it's a TV show. They have more time to show us stuff. But we see that they shared that ideology of women belong in the home and should be subordinate and they shouldn't be allowed to like read or have their own bank accounts or whatever and they just stay home and have the children like they shared that ideology and there are women out there who do believe that it's not a very far-fetched um way of thinking like unfortunately a a lot of women are like manipulated into having these beliefs or they just believe it themselves I don't really know but that would be believable to me and it Mm -hmm. seems like she is kind of in charge of the wives and they're all they seem to be a little bit afraid of her when she comes in to like teach the ballet class and so I think it would make sense that she's you know upholding this what these women should should be acting like and doing and I think we could have used a few more moments of like remember to be waiting for him at the door with his favorite scotch and like yeah having having that and then her not being satisfied with the way that Frank is running things or he's letting things slip through the cracks or whatever and that's why she kills him and it's you know she's gonna run it now yeah I I agree with you I think she is underutilized and that's another like interesting avenue that could have been pursued. And I think some imagery and things could have been sacrificed, like them blowing kisses at the camera. We got that again, like five, six, seven times. And it's like, we, mm-hmm. what is this like dance performance? What are they practicing ballet for? Like, is there a performance that they're going to be putting on? Like even that I would love to have <laughs> like information about that. There's just so many things where it's like, what was the point of that? And I don't, as an audience member, I don't like feeling like my time was wasted or that I was like just brought on the run around. But I don't feel that way overall about this movie. Again, I do really enjoy it. And I love how much it, I love what it's made me think about these past 24 hours since seeing it. I stand by my rating of 8 out of 10. I think it's valid and fair to have the questions that we have been having. I think so too. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that you think things could have been flushed out a little more or maybe like done a little better, but also acknowledging at the same time that you still enjoyed it as it was. It's just, you know, again, put us in the writer's room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My last just like kind of overall question is now knowing about like this, that it is a simulation and not that your partner like drags you into it unwillingly, whatever. Um, Also how spooky when we got that flashback and she's like a doctor and Mm -hmm. seeing her like come home from work and like shrug, shrug him off when like so far we've, Mm -hmm. or not so far. We had seen so much though, how like how much they like just wanted to jump each other's bones all the time to see that. It's like, Oh, that was like, Oh, knowing like you voluntarily going in, would you like voluntarily sign up for a simulation like this? Um, no. (laughs) They're allies. So like you can have a wife in there. Okay. Am I staying home or am I? You just. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think I would, I would volunteer to be in a simulation. Show me a cool ad for it. And I think I'd be down. I think what's more likely to happen down the line. I don't know if you've seen this show on Amazon prime, but it's called upload when people 
die, they get uploaded to this, like, virtual reality. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that is, like, incredibly possible to be, like, an option for rich people by the time that we're, like, old and dying if we get to um, live that long due to the climate crisis. I mean, maybe that will be the answer to, like, the climate crisis. We just all get uploaded into a fucking virtual reality and this world explodes and then we just fucking go on in a virtual reality. Or we're already in a fucking virtual reality and none of this shit fucking matters and I, I I can't I can't answer this question because I will have an existential crisis I don't think I don't know if all I had to do was make Karini dinner and have a drink ready for her when she got home I think I could I think I could handle it yeah <laughs> I think I'd like to like try it out if there was a test run I'd be like could I go in for like I feel like a week isn't long enough I'd say like two weeks you know yeah. I feel like you yeah, really yeah, have yeah, to yeah. get settled into that maybe two or even a month I'd sign up for like a month trial mm-hmm. it's like a prime trial like Amazon right. Prime you know you sign up for the little trial you get the little benefits Um, I think I would do that and see how it goes but I think I would get really sick of not being able or like always having to be responsible for everything like I would never get sick of just being at home all day doing whatever Mm -hmm. because I fucking love that but I would really get sick of having a partner that just expected that I do everything for him and Mm -hmm. like I would love to you know wait for him at the door with a drink but only when I feel like it Yeah. And it's like, when is he going to treat me? You know, like, when is he going to cook me dinner? When is he going to wait with the drink for me? Right. Yeah. And that's what's confusing about this movie. Not only the fact that, like, Harry Styles is super fucking attractive and he is treating Florence the utmost it sexually and then also like yep. not just sexually but like he's cooking her dinner when she doesn't feel well she said she doesn't want the pills bro so back the fuck off she doesn't need them he's in her corner so then it's just like hard it's like oh but none of this was her choice um yeah he like kidnapped her and forced her into this and that's really fucked up yeah especially when she was like i love my job and like the fact like obviously just her choice in general but she you literally pulled her out of the entire real world like did she just not show up to work one day like what did he do what are the logistics behind that and he's like well you're you're not happy you weren't happy and it's like that's not for you to decide that is her choice did you talk to her about joining this virtual reality and she said no and then you chose to like what you know it's very confusing I think two things can be true at once you can be like a good boyfriend and a you know giving lover and whatever and also be a fucking psychopath and do really fucked up things like this yeah I don't know dude it's a thinker it makes you think thinker yeah and then as far as all the drama goes i don't want to talk about it too much but if it is true that florence got paid seven hundred thousand dollars and harry got paid 2.5 million dollars wild shit if yeah if that's true that is obviously fucked up and not okay um however i don't think that it is super unbelievable because hollywood undeniably is like corrupt and um sexist and you know removing the gender from all of it like harry is clearly gonna bring in an audience and unfortunately Mm -hmm. i think he'll bring in more of an audience than florence which is feels crazy even coming out of my mouth because Florence is so incredibly talented at her craft and Harry is super talented in his craft which his craft is not acting and so that's why it 
it feels yucky because it's like, well, Harry could say tomorrow that he wants to be an author and he could do it. Harry could say tomorrow that he wants to be a fucking tightrope <laughs> walker and he could do it just because he's Harry Styles. So if he got paid more for this, his involvement in this film, logistically, it makes sense because he probably brought in a lot more people than would have come to see this film if it were Shia LaBeouf or somebody else. Does that mean he deserves that money for not having the experience that the other actors in the film have or you know Florence is obviously like the top build she's number one on the call sheet so like that makes no sense it's the same with like Jennifer Lawrence and uh Leonardo DiCaprio and don't look up pay disparities is like such a huge touchy subject so I don't want to make any definitive claims about it but like this is a movie about female autonomy and like how women deserve to choose and like not be subordinate towards men and then Mm -hmm. if Olivia Wilde did allow for that huge pay discrepancy to happen and now that she's like romantically involved with Harry Styles it's not a good look and I've seen people being like how dare he accept that money it's like you think that he had anything to do with his negotiations you're fucking dumb like there's no way that he had anything to do with any of these negotiations he does not he's not he has people for that okay yeah and also you think that he got that offer it, no his agents probably just accepted that and we're like you're doing this movie or like you said yes to this movie here you're gonna go and do it whatever it's not like he was going to or like it would be expected of him to ask well what is everyone else getting paid on this yeah, right and sure that like it's in line with that go after the people like the production and olivia White, like the that level of people who are actually determining who's getting paid what money not the actor who got that yeah. money yeah, there's a lot of things about, like, her dating Harry Styles. And then the stuff that came out with... I don't even want to get into especially the Shia LaBeouf stuff because I think he's a piece of fucking garbage. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to give that man any attention. But the videos, like, the Miss flow, Like, I do mm-hmm. think that maybe Olivia Wilde was a little shady. You know, there have been so many mixed reports, like, that there was that screaming match and between them. And then, like, 40 crew members said that there was, like, no screaming match between them. No one knows. No one's going to know the full truth. It's never mm-hmm. going to come out there's just gonna be rumors circulating whatever this was amazing press for the movie right the spit gate was incredible even if he did not spit on chris pine you know the drama got the movie a ton of attention so good for her i did see that she had said you know that her films are talked about very differently or like drama surrounding coverage and drama surrounding the film looks very different than her male counterparts i do have to agree with her on that Mm mm-hmm I do also think, Olivia, you did stir some shit up, but I do agree yeah. that it's covered very, like, she has a point. She does have a point, but I will counter with if it were a male director who sought out a younger female singer to then be on the film, and then you, there are reports of that male director only caring about the female pop star that he brought onto the film and then Mm -hmm. they start dating and then if you're gonna play that card not that it's a card it's 1000% true what she said that well, my male counterparts don't get all this drama circulating about their film and it's just because I'm a female director. Valid. But if you're going to say that, you also got to say if you were a dude doing this with a young, younger female artist, people would be talking about that too. They would get away with it. They would get, they away, would get with away with it. it. <laughs> they would get away with it. Obviously, yes. Yeah, it would It would be discussed. Y'all can formulate your own opinions about the drama and everything surrounding this film. I think what you said is 100% spot on. It was great press for the movie. And that is probably all we're ever going to know to be 100% true. 
Do you think that after this, is Harry going to be a big actor? Or do you think he's going to... I hope he just <laughs> sticks with music. I don't want to be that person that's like, stick with what you know or all this stuff. But it's like, I can't imagine he's like eagerly jumping to continue acting like after all of this bullshit because i know he doesn't like drama and he doesn't like um he wants people to like him i know that he is very like concerned with how people see him so this should be something that maybe harry does later in life you know i think he i think he should just pump out some more albums do some more touring he's doing amazing with that and Mm -hmm. maybe when he's at like in his 40s you know return to acting men can play roles for however fucking long they want there's no like age limit really on men to be honest in this industry it's not like when you're Florence Pugh you know your time is like a little more limited in the roles that you're gonna play before you become someone's mom come back to us in a little bit yeah Again, he's got I the will, chops I will watch whatever he's in yeah he's got he the chops it. he's not like Dwayne the Rock Johnson or fucking, oh my fucking John Cena out here like trying to act he's got talent like he's mm-hmm. capable if I, if I had to choose what I would prefer him to spend more time on, it would be music. Just how I feel mm-hmm. about Rihanna. If I had to choose what she spent more time on, it would be fucking music and not Fenty Beauty or Savage X Fenty. But I'm not really a makeup-wearing bitch, and I love when women wear lingerie, but I don't necessarily wear it myself. I'm so fucking happy that she's performing at the Super Bowl, bitch! <laughs> That's gonna be uh, amazing. If the Packers are at the Super Bowl, I'm calling it. We will see you guys next time. I don't think we have a plan for what we're doing, but we will be we here. Do not. <laughs> don't worry, darling, is in the books. Thank you guys for listening, and we lilas. Lilas. <laughs>